again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the roller coaster enthusiast, Andrew. With me, the one who always does inappropriate pictures on the roller coaster, Keith. That's me. And our kitty ride enthusiast, Liz. Hey guys. And this week was a listener pick, so thank you so much for thank you so much, Colton, for recommending this. Because this week we played Planet Coaster by Frontier Studios. And some of you may know the studio, because the other game they recently did was Jurassic Park Evolution, which wasn't a Game Pass game, but it was on Games for Gold. So some of you might have picked that game up before. But the basic synopsis of Planet Coaster is, in the not-too-distant future, the Earth has collapsed, but luckily humanity has been able to colonize these various planets, which they dubbed Planet Coasters. And you are one of the budding architects. In order to keep humanity surviving, you have to build these theme parks in order to keep humanity alive. Wait, did they actually tell you that story? I yeah, don't know like, any of this. Is this? <laughs> I just made that up. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I was about to ask the same like, question, Liz. You so you're well, not alone. Wait, did have, I actually convince you guys? <laughs> they had yeah. like the planet one, the the level with like the the planets yeah. and stuff. So I was like, oh, is that what it's about? No, this is just a basic park management mm, game. Well played, Andrew. I I also have to point out you did get it wrong, Andrew. I'm the guy who yells at the ride operator about the music and gets himself thrown off the ride. That's who I am. Uh, oh, actually, no. What you are is the person working the concession stands, because Keith here actually used to work at Disney World. Well, that's true. That is true. I mean, I, I guess I could go all... Nope, I'm going to rephrase that. I guess I could have a whole bunch of different titles. Yes, you could. I feel like I'm the one that would get stuck in that, like, mirror puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, hitting all the walls. Like, it's ironic you said that because I literally just watched a YouTube video of, like, little kids doing that and seeing oh, really? their faces in the mirrors. <laughs> and it's quite delightful. But anyway, yeah, so Planet Coaster is just a basic park management game, which this is kind of a weird genre of game that I'm surprised there aren't more of these. Because the last good one I can even think of is Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, and that came out in, like, 98. But that game is still, like, beloved by so many people, and people still play it. But there's just, it's weird. Like, as popular as that game was, there's not a lot of theme park management games. But aim so, broke, don't fix it? Well, that's what's weird. It's like, you figured people would flood the market because it was so popular and so beloved. But yeah, so Planet Coaster, you are essentially, you can either do go through the campaign just doing kind of various missions and objectives, or you can actually do kind of a free roam and build your own park all willy-nilly. But going around. I was wondering if you forgot about this part. <laughs> no, I know. Sorry. I mean, because you guys were distracting me. Keith, was this a game or a pass for you? I feel like I started last week, but that's well, fine. You have to nope. get over it. No, nope. I'm going. I'm going. This game is a pass for me. I mean, I think part of it, as as many times this is the case, it's this is not a game style I like. I'm not good with these games. I don't have the attention span for them, really. And I don't know. I didn't think it played great on the Xbox. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, overall, this is a pass for me. I'm going to give it a game. Whenever we play a management game, I, would you consider Frostpunk management yes. game? Yeah, whenever I start playing it, and or looking at Andrew play it, it just stresses me out just thinking about playing it. So I like dread them, and then I end up enjoying it. And this game, I actually found really addicting. I, I really went into this game thinking I'm going to hate it, I don't want to play it this week, you know, being a diva and all. And then... I liked it. So, yeah, definitely a game for me. Not a definite game, 
but like definitely a game. <laughs> Concretely a game. If you obviously like management games like me, this is a definite game. It's There's very little that this game does not do well. If you especially are a creative type of person, like if you love creating these fancy buildings in Minecraft, this is something you really need to check out. I think the whole creativity is incredibly impressive in Planet Coaster. You go all the way down from like from changing your employees' uniform colors to like meticulously designing your buildings and your shops or how well you can design your coasters. There is an impressive amount of detail in Planet Coaster. So if you're a creative type, highly recommend it. See, I think that's what stressed me out the most about this game, quite honestly. And I get that it's actually a good thing and this is just going to be one of my classic episodes, I'm sure, because I don't really have a lot of bad to say about the game. I mean, it does what it does well, I guess, but I I hate these styles of games, so that's that's where mine comes from. Well, I'm curious, did you guys, because I, I think the tutorial was okay. It obviously doesn't go over everything. Like, you definitely learn along the way, but did anybody actually complete their own roller coaster in the tutorial? No, I skipped that. Not the tutorial, but I did later on. Yeah, because you have to test it and make sure that it runs and everything. But it reminded me, when I was in middle school, in our science class, we had to make a roller coaster using, like, whatever we could find, pretty much. <laughs> and it was really hard. And I just kept thinking about it the entire time that I was playing this. You <laughs> had that as, like, an assignment in middle school? Yeah, like, you could use, like, um, cardboard or whatever. But you brought in <laughs> the supplies and you would make it during class. I mean, it tra- taught you about, like... Was it G-Force? <laughs> is that a thing? It yeah. clearly taught you a lot, Liz. Is that I, know. I see you learned this it all. Can I just say, science assignment. is my worst, was my worst subject. <laughs> I'm not in middle school anymore. English is mine, as you can probably tell this podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shut up, Keith. <laughs> but yeah, obviously you have to make it so that there's the momentum and there's different things that you have to consider when making it but yeah i i skipped that last one because it's something that you can do but like why take that extra time when you can just start playing the game for achievements there's an achievement where you have to get all the stars and all the missions so but i do agree with you i actually skipped it and i i was planning on going back because i plan again that achievement so it's like oh, i'll go back and make a coaster i have at least made a coaster a couple times on my own but since obviously there's not much of a story in this game, I actually wanted to start a little bit and ask, what did you guys at least think of the campaign of Planet Coaster? Uh, so I only got on a, like the second or third mission is where I think I was on. Um, wow, you but barely played it. <laughs> I played I played enough, um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely did not play an aggressive amount this week. I, yeah, I mean, I got through, like, the first three campaign levels, and honestly, I was just getting really annoyed with the with the characters. Like, they were cheeky, and they were kind of fun, but they were also so overly stereotyped to the point where they got super annoying. I do A little bit cringy. The teenager, like, yes. influencer, whatever, like, that's just honestly insulting. Do young people <laughs> look at that, and they're like, oh, wow, that's how the world sees us. It's like, no, you don't have to make her an idiot. <laughs> Oh yeah, she was super cringy, super annoying. And then he had what is his accent like Scottish or something? I think so. Then like that, I don't know. I'm awful with accents, as people might have seen on my stream. Something from the UK-ish, not (laughs) Australia because they're not in the UK. Some Europe type. I don't know. (laughs) I thought it was interesting how 
with the different missions, like you go to a place and like there's different obstacles that you have to tackle. So for instance, there's one where you can't have it above a certain level, so everything kind of has to be low, and there's like a, a gully, and then there's one where they just want more traditional stuff. And I felt like I, I put a lot of hours into it. I don't know if a lot changes, but I definitely felt like I wanted more. Like, I felt like I was using the same rides. And obviously, you can do... Re- I didn't do research enough. Maybe that's, well, that's my probably, problem. Yeah, that's, that's probably going to do it. But, like, the environments themselves, I mean, like... I, don't, I know you, like, create the scenery and stuff, but it ends up, like, costing so much money that, like, I didn't really do what I wanted to do. I just wanted to do the missions. But it felt like the environments were kind of the same. I, I felt like when it came to the missions, the environments were pretty diverse. And that's, I think, what at least kept me going with this game. With the campaign. Because... Essentially, the campaign boils down to, hey, you built a theme park. Well, now we're going to delete that theme park, start all over again. Okay, next mission. Well, you finished that theme park. We're going to delete it, start all over again. But I feel like it was the scenery that was different. Yes. So you have, like, the desert level. You have the um, the ferry or whatever it is. And that you can utilize those in other locations. But, I, I mean, I did think it was interesting. But they, they give you, like, a story where, like, this person's in a ton of debt and they need your help. You don't go back to that story at all. It's just no, like a yeah. Little, it's very much, thing. hey, you, you did it. You built a theme park. Next yeah. one. Was there any that really annoyed you or that you really liked? What, like, like missions? Yeah, like something that like you you had to accomplish that you yes. really... Yes, there was... So I'm, I'm obviously like near the end. I have like two or three more campaign missions to do and I'm done. I, I've noticed the hard difficulty ones I think are a lot of fun. Because for the most part, they just give you a blank slate. And... For me, that's a lot of fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, some of the ones in Easy and Medium had some cool, like, oh, ravines and gullies and lakes and oceans and monsters and stuff, like, in the environment. And it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. But it it felt so prefabricated that I didn't feel like I was really building much. It was just like, oh, you know, this thing already has all the shops and a good amount of rides. I'm just adding a couple more rides and I win. Cool. But uh, there was one I hated. It was one that you're straight up in a like a hole in the ground it's like a ravine and you obviously couldn't build out of it but for whatever reason you i could only have like a maximum of 500 guests like even if i did a campaign a marketing campaign or anything like that there just wasn't a lot of people that would come to my park i don't know if there was some sort of weird cap and so it just took me forever to beat that level and i hated it so much it was on like medium difficulty too but when I play hard, I'm getting over, like, 3,000 guests, and it's a lot easier to do the missions. I don't know. See, I felt like most of the missions, you started with nothing. So, like, you don't have the shops and the rides. You have barely any money. So, for me, that's why I felt like it wasn't as fun because I really had to, like, pick and choose what I wanted to spend my money on. Like, for me, it's like, do I want to research or do I want to try to get this money goal as quick as possible and just put up the rides. So maybe like I should have tried like the sandbox mode. See, that's that's what I ended up doing because I was just getting a little bit annoyed with again the dialogue slash again not that I was super far in obviously, but I just wasn't enjoying the mission so much. It I figured if I'm gonna build a park, I'm just gonna go build a park. And there was one point that I started one and I sat and I played for I think it was a good three hours and that's kind of the weird thing about planet coaster to me is that i didn't enjoy my time playing it at least i didn't want to go play it i probably won't pick it up again but once i started playing i would just sit there and like zone out for i don't know like two three hours and just play it 
and not even realize the time was passing. Oh yeah, this game definitely flies by when you're playing it. I was gonna say I know I know I'm gonna get crap for this one, but it honestly just felt like a designer create your own idle game because all I was doing was just building more things to make more money, to build more things to make more money to build bigger things, and yeah, I could design every uniform and building, and that's all fine and well. But at the end of the day, I was just watching my money climb to buy more things to make more money. Yes. Okay. I actually do agree with that, Keith. That's a good point. But this is also, it's very much, you could use that argument with any management game. And as someone who loves kind of management games, what irritates me so badly is, so you normally can manipulate time, but even on the fastest time, I want the game to go faster. There's a lot of times, like you said, Keith, you're, you're waiting to get that money. And so I'm just sitting there literally watching my screen like, come on. Let's let time hurry up. Let's go. I want to get some money. Like I want there to be like an ultra mega fast speed that just blows through months. Like any management game, I feel like the fastest speed is never fast enough. Which you made fun of me for not going super fast. Oh my gosh, you play on the slowest difficulty. Okay, so I got better at it. But (laughs) for the most part, it doesn't tell you when people have grievances when it's on the fast mode. There was one time that it did pop up, like one thing. Not maybe for you. Maybe for you. Like, on the screen, it doesn't. It does. It did it for me one time when you were watching. Other than that, it never it never happened. And so, like, if you're looking at, like, loans or research or anything, and, like, time is speeding by, I don't know, and I also just felt like all of a sudden, like, five grievances would come up that are so stupid. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, if I have a small map and I have three drink places... And someone says I'm thirsty. So put, I actually like test this out. I put two more drink places, and and it never went away. That people people were still complaining about being thirsty. Well. And then, what? Oh no no no! Finish your thought. Sorry. And then you have the uh, janitors. They would always complain about like wanting more money and being bored. But there's trash everywhere. I put plenty of bins. There's trash places. And I said that they had like low like, uh like low workload. And it's like, dude, there's trash on the ground. People complaining about it. It's a small map. Like, get to work. Why are you bored? Why do you want to raise? I got trash on the ground, dude. Like, and I felt like that was like with everything. Like, I had like the dumbest complaints. It's like, ew, there's trash. We don't throw it on the ground. There's a bucket right there. I think it'd be hilarious if you were like really a boss of a theme park. Seriously. And people are complaining. You're like, I see trash as soon as I walk to my office. Get out there and clean that trash. Well, no, it's like, for me, it's like the trash isn't anywhere near the bucket. So it's not that the bucket's full. Like, it's like right outside of the ride and stuff. Like, people are savages. Anyone who's <laughs> yeah. worked in customer service knows that people are garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, Except our listeners. To, they're all the best. Yes, yes. But, like, what I mean, like, when people go to amusement parks, oh, maybe color. it's a U.S. thing, too. Like, I wonder if, like, amusement parks, other places are, like, Oh yes. I can't US people tell are you awful, the things I have found in amusement parks in the U.S. I'm not even going to say. Like, it's disgusting. Oh, but I'm, like, I'm quite certain it's disgusting. <laughs> can't it be like... <laughs> Keith worked at a theme park. Well, I worked at the nice one. Disney Disney World is not a theme park. Yeah, it's but... Experience. It's experience. It's a theme experience. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, I but hate I'm myself sure for saying that. I'm sure you saw some pretty gross things there, though, Keith. I really I mean, do wonder. I saw two ducks mating. Oh, Ooh, that must have been a fun day at work. It's actually kind of a weird thing they do. Like the one just the the male <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Just anyway. stands is this why you on like the a back. Game? It, yeah, the, <laughs> no, the male 
duck just literally stands on the female duck's back. And I don't know. They it was beautiful. Off. It was romantic. <laughs> I thought he was trying to drown her. So I was laughing, but it turns out I was wrong. Right? So you were laughing because you thought the person, like the duck was being drowned? Yeah, by another duck. I don't know. I thought they were having a feud. It was not a feud. Wow, it was another F word. Thanks for the story, Keith. Now I'm going to have to put like a warning on this episode. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you brought it up. But now I understand why Keith likes Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> There's, I'm talking about ducks, not geese. They're different. Close enough. So one thing I was going to say, though, Liz, about the whole grievances, and I don't know, I guess, depending on how long you were dealing with it, but it could be like hours for a day to pass if you're going on the normal speed, is they were there was like a delay to it. So it, it was almost like a monthly poll, and I felt like it would update almost like um, I'd see the grievance go away like one or two minutes after I'd do it. It wasn't like an immediate, hey, you added a drink place. Now there's immediately no thirst in the park. You know what I mean? Well, no, because, like, for, for instance, like, I mean, you could be right with some of my other games, but the game that I'm playing right now, the entire time it has said that people are thirsty, and it's a super tiny map, and I don't even have a place to put another drink uh, drink stand because there's so many. And, like, nobody's hungry. They just kept Maybe saying... Maybe make them cheaper so then they can afford them more. I didn't up the cost. Well, make them cheaper anyways. Put them on no. sale. No! <laughs> They're throwing trash on the ground. They can pay full price for a beverage. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Every little, every uh, episode you belittle me, Liz, I'm going to now call you out. And I always figured, Liz, the main reason probably Liz is getting this, she makes the longest queue lines. Her queue lines are like a mile long because people will complain, oh, the queue line is like full or whatever. So Liz is like, I'm going to solve this problem by making a two mile long queue. And if people are stuck in a queue, they're obviously not going to be drinking okay. and eating, so that's probably why they're thirsty because they're standing in line forever. To- I hate when people say literally. I don't know why I just said that. Uh, I, <laughs> you just told me that today. Like, I didn't think of that. Like, I didn't know that there's so little that the game tells you. Like, I didn't realize that if someone's standing in line for a long time, they're going to be thirsty. I mean, it makes sense <laughs> now that I, not like when I'm saying it out loud. But, like, for me, I'm just thinking, like, the game goes so quick. Like, they go through the line so quick, you don't think, like, oh, they're going to be thirsty i mean i did <laughs> well get a beverage before you get in line <laughs> I, I i do no, agree with you Liz, i have no though. beverage policy because these these savage savage people are just throwing trash on the ground that's true no drinks on the ride I, I do agree with you liz though that like the tutorial is very basic it basically just teaches you hey these are the needs of the people this is how you satisfy those needs this is how you build a ride this is how you adjust prices but there are a lot of little things that it doesn't teach you so oh yeah like one of the things you're talking complaining about with the trash being on the ground the easiest way to fix that is to create work rosters you can actually select your employees and be like hey you're working specifically in this area and designate an area because if you just have your janitors mindlessly wandering around, yeah, they're probably not going to go to these little paths that actually have the trash. But how micromanage does that get? Because, I mean, when they go on break, do you have to, like, like you know when they go on break and then assign somebody to that? No. So or? you create an area. So specifically, I learned this out because it was, I think, a medium challenge. The game actually had pre-designated work areas because it was a very large map. It was supposed to be like a city. And there was a lot of crime. So the whole objective of this one is to kind of crack down on the crime. So I was hiring security guards and assigning security guards to specific areas. Because if the security guards are just wandering around this entire city, they're not going to catch any of the criminals because I would have to hire like 50 security guards. But if you're able to designate areas, 
it makes it a lot easier. I didn't get to the point where I needed security guards. Yeah. But I also That's like say, halfway through the campaign. Y- you decided to call me out. I just want to say that I never <laughs> had anybody quit on the job. Like, I made sure that my people were happy. I saw people quitting on your game. Well, you were playing on I the think easy levels. instead of focusing on, like, my faults, maybe you should focus on your employees. Um, it's actually easier for them to quit instead of me firing them. Then I don't feel bad. You could fire them? Yeah. Absolutely. Why? Why would you fire them? Because maybe they're garbage. So I, I, I was... I was using security cards, and they were catching criminals, and I was playing only in, like, the easier ones. Wait, seriously? Yeah. I don't remember there ever being any theft early on in the game. Unless I'm thinking of... Maybe I'm thinking of my challenge one, of, like, my sandbox one I was doing, actually. Oh, yeah. It, that it would, would probably be, be why. Yeah. Never mind. I think that the entertainers make so much more money than, like, the customer service people, like, the people making the food and the drinks and... The janitors and stuff when they're just walking around being like oh get a slurpee like i feel like that job is so much better than dealing with like rude customers are you kidding me walking around dancing in a like foam suit in the hot yeah. sun one of them had fire on the top yeah i no. would rather do that than deal with litterers you would literally rather be <laughs> on fire than deal with litterers <laughs> listen i worked in customer service a long time i I would rather be on fire dancing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good to know. All right, we're learning so much this episode. We're just we're just sending life lessons all over the place. That's the quote of the year. I would rather be on fire than deal with people. Uh, okay, but next thing I want to ask then, what did you guys think of the sandbox or honestly possibly the challenge parks? I mean, I liked it a lot more. I. I was enjoying it more, but at the same token, I think that's really where like three hours passed and I was like, oh wow, I just watched my money go up for three hours and I designed <laughs> some stuff, but really all I did was rides because I swear I'd have the middle of an open field and I'd be like, mm, no, there's, uh, the grass is too high, so this coaster can't be built. I was like, what? I don't, and I just, I gave up. And so all I built was rides, but I researched the crap out of them, so I had a whole bunch of new ones, so that was kind of fun. You just didn't build them? Well, I built the rides. Again, not the track rides and not the roller coasters, which, you know, the whole game. I just built, like, the ones that swing you around in circles and, you know, those ones. The carousels. I have a very boring, boring theme park. (laughs) It's the saddest place in the world. It really was. Like I said, it was it was not Planet Coaster at all. It was Planet Carousel. <laughs> so I actually loved the challenge parks. So there's kind of there there's sandbox mode and challenge mode, and they're relatively similar. Sandbox mode basically just gives you unlimited money. Everything's researched. Just go full on creative. I mean, as the name as any sandbox mode is in any game. Well, the challenge mode is still very much like that, but you actually have a limited number of money. You have to research everything, and you are doing... Every once in a while, a challenge will pop up like, oh, have 80% guest happiness for a month. Create a coaster that does this speed. Open two restaurants. And if you do those challenges, you get bonus money. So it was a lot of fun for me. I actually really like the challenge mode because I'm actually having fun, you know, flexing my creative muscles and creating this fun theme park, and then every once in a while give me a challenge to do. So I thought the challenge mode was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what I was playing, and that was what I liked about it, is it gave me some direction while also feeling like I could just kind of do whatever I wanted. Exactly. It's not like Minecraft where it's like, oh, just 
go have fun. And it's like, well, what do I do? Yeah, like, um, I I guess I'm just going to write penis because <laughs> I'm Andrew and I'm eight years old. No, but, se- but seriously, Rude. yeah, I mean, you did it. That's exactly what you did. There's no but proof. I think there's literally a picture. That there's a picture that. of it, but you can't see me doing it. Anyway. Do you deny it? No. Do you deny Exactly. So as I was saying, yeah, it's in Minecraft, it's it's all fine and well that you can go out and do this, but I'm just, I don't know, build a square house, and that's that. But in this, I felt like I had just enough direction where it was, you know, I got one to have guests stay, or a certain number of guests stay at a hotel for three consecutive months. So, all right, now I got to go research hotels. I got to find space to put, a, put that in, and I don't know, it was pretty cool. And on... You were mentioning a lot of these weird hidden things. I don't know. Maybe you knew this, Andrew. I don't know if you did, Liz. But if you go to the advanced setting of the ride, the default setting is that it only loads half the ride. So while I assume it breaks down quicker if you do a, the full-size load, which is what I was upping them all to, you go through the queues quicker and you make money quicker. So fun, fun little tip for you if you didn't know that. Because you can also change the animation of a ride too. Yeah, I knew that. And that's what, that I, that's what I mean. I think I think the actual creativity and the actual control you have in Planet Coaster is really impressive. See, what I think would have been cool with the animations is where it was like, I don't know, one of them was as simple as telling the ride to spin clockwise or counterclockwise, and you could alternate them back and forth. But unless I missed it, it would have been nice to see almost like a graph of like where it falls on the three categories as you change it. You know what I mean? No. So like, so like if you add a certain number, like sequence of events, it's like okay, now it adds to the fear or it adds to the excitement. Oh yeah, yeah. So like a real time kind of how you're impacting it because you could. Well, it does just, do that when you have it in test mode. If you have it in test mode, you can actually create a heat map and it'll specifically show you oh fear's getting high at this turn. It's a five of fear here, but a six here. Like there actually is a heat map and it does show you in real time. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So the, once again, that's that's really important information that the game kind of doesn't tell you. There's a lot of just kind of important little nuance of the game that you just got to learn on your own. So as as much as the tutorial does teach you how to start, it doesn't teach you how to master the game. That's something you got to learn. Yeah, there was one point I was telling Andrew about it. I I didn't really build a lot of coasters at this point. And at every theme park I've ever been to, like the entrance is always on the left and the exit is on the right when you're looking at yeah. the ride. And then so that's how I just always did all my rides. And I had done a coaster previously, and I guess this time I just wasn't paying attention. But like the the entrance was on the opposite side. So I'm like, why isn't my queue going to the path? Like it doesn't allow it. And I had been doing it and then, like, exited out of the game and went back to it the next day. And so I couldn't do, like, the hold X and then hit the uh, left on the D-pad to erase it. So I it took me a good, like, ten minutes to figure out how to delete the path. It was – because it was really – you had to go, like, the, a certain tab and then, like, I don't know. It was really complicated, and I feel like it shouldn't have been. Damn. And so for me, yeah, I was just, like – I didn't understand why the exit was on the wrong side. Man, sucks to suck. Well, you said you had the same <laughs> problem, but at least I figured it out. So <laughs> Good job, babe. I didn't say it was a glitch like you did. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're really sassy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So, speaking of controls, you were, you were talking about the D-pad and all that. 
I wish when I hit Y to delete, there was a, hey, are you sure you want to do this? The amount of times I would build a ride or something and then just kind of like an instinct that I couldn't get out of my head. I know this is my own fault. I was almost using Y as like a back button. And so I'd, do, I'd hit that and then I'd kill my ride that I just put out. Because you don't get the same amount of money back, right? No. But I think so it... I'm like wasting money and... Being like, well, I gotta do this all over again. But I think if you hit the reverse, like you <sighs> hit the X and left on the D-pad, it brings the the ride back. Does it? Dang it, Liz, you ruined my bit. I was about to blow Keith's mind. Yes, oh. Keith. Another thing the game doesn't teach you, there is an undo button. When the mm. game loads, every once in a while it'll show you that tip. But if you hold X and press left on the D-pad, there's actually an undo and a redo button. So I have done that numerous times where I deleted a ride and I thought the same thing where I'm like, oh, this sucks. But then I noticed on the bottom of the screen that there's an undo button, and that's how you can reverse deleting a ride. I tried it out of desperation. Okay. I was like, no, this can't be happening. Yeah, so I, I knew Liz was going to do that. So as soon as Liz started, I taught her that. I'm like, Liz, there is an undo button, just so you know. Okay, all right. Which, by the way, I, I did that, like, a couple times. And so the, I just started clicking on everything and, like, making sure it was the right thing and then hitting Y because I was very prone to it. <laughs> But yeah, so speaking of the controls, so this game obviously first came on PC, and it is also on Game Pass PC. So if you had a option to play, I would highly recommend playing this game on PC. But that being said, I think it is still just fine on the Xbox. But if you are someone who's very creative and loves to do really fine details, highly recommend doing it on the PC. Because unfortunately, just the Xbox controller just doesn't have the amount of precision as a mouse and keyboard does. It just, it just doesn't. But it it's very manageable. I will at least say that. You can create some pretty decent stuff on the Xbox, but it's going to take you over double the time that it will on the PC. Yeah, that was my biggest gripe with like trying to set a track for the for the roller coasters and stuff. I just I I, I ultimately was just coming up with these weird, wonky angles, and I just I couldn't get it right, so that's why I gave up. I well, did Keith. it with paths, too, Me but too. way worse there. Well, Keith, another tip that they don't tell you. So when you're in the middle of creating a coaster, if you hold Y, it brings up an advanced menu. And so normally it defaults to, like, uh, like easy angles, I think it's called. And so, yeah, you kind of, it kind of does these weird wonky angles. It's always oh, like 45 degrees or 90 degrees, but you can turn it to like three angles. And so you can actually like slightly do it by like one degree. And that makes it a lot more precise and it makes it so much easier, but it takes more time, but it lets yeah. you have more precision. I didn't have the patience for that either. It, oh so. yeah. Don't get me wrong. When it came to building coasters, I generally didn't do it either. I, one, I'm not that creative. And then two, I was just losing patience. So this is another thing that I think is really, really awesome about Planet Coaster because I am dumb when it comes to creative stuff, but so many people in the world are amazing at creative stuff. And there is a free marketplace where people share the creations. So as soon as you load up the game or even when you're in the middle of the game, there's called the Frontier Workshop. And you can either save your blueprints and share it to the world or people can do that. So if you go there and you're stuck on a level because some levels have very specific specifications you got to do for a coaster, like there's one where you're in a gully and you can't build above the gully. So it's this really awkward spot to create a coaster. 
you could literally go to the Frontier Workshop and search that level, and multiple people have created a coaster that you can literally copy and paste, and there you go, you did the objective. So it is so nice to have that feature for someone like me who is not creative. I think they also probably have it because they know a lot of people just wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I was not going to do it. Oh, I, I definitely wouldn't either. I, I tried. I kept doing it over and over again, but then it was like, oh, people keep throwing up on your ride, and it's like, well, people need better stomachs then. Stop eating chili dogs before you get on the ride then. Exactly. But yeah, people would also create awesome like stage props, like, you know, a lot of Star Wars vehicles, like the Millennium Falcon or the AT-AT, or, you know, people created like a Sea of Thieves roller coaster. So, of course, I downloaded that. That was awesome. So I, I love just finding the stuff on online. But another really awesome feature I enjoyed on Planet Coaster, I don't know if you guys play with it that much, but you can ride all the rides. There's a camera option where you literally sit in a seat and get to enjoy the ride for free. And I love that feature, especially when it came to the coasters, but you could do it with the flat rides as well. See, I wanted to do that again because I did it once during the tutorial, but I couldn't remember how to do it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't did feel it. like looking it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I did it on the tutorial, and honestly, it kind of made me a little nauseous, so I just, eh, I don't really care for this. Do you like coasters uh, in real life? Or like the city rides? I do, but as soon as the nausea hits at all, I, like I'm done for the day, and it sucks because... It could happen on the first one. It could happen on the fifth one. But once it hits, it's just I, I just feel terrible. And don't, it just takes away a lot of fun. Don't eat those chili dogs, then. I don't. <laughs> but if you're uh, someone who absolutely loves coasters and loves seeing interesting coasters, uh, I want to give a shout-out to one of my friends on Twitch, uh, Galsy and BTH. He's a close friend of mine. He literally only plays this game and di- designs ridiculous coasters. Like, he is one of those people that meticulously designs all the props and the animations and the triggers and everything like that. So if you're interested in seeing some kind of fancy coasters, I highly recommend checking them out on Twitch. Or he also has a YouTube channel as well at Gaussian BTH. I was going to say, it stinks that you can't really make money off of it because they're all free. But yeah, if you are really good at it, you do like a YouTube channel. Yeah. He, and the coasters he creates are crazy. Another thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit is kind of the camera angle in the game. Uh, I don't know if this happened to you guys, but there were some times where I was about to put in a shop or something, and all of a sudden the camera would go crazy and my shop would be like across the map. Or there was something, I hit a button and it made it so that the zooming in and zooming out was different. <laughs> yeah, you hit it. a button where it was yeah, like free roam camera. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but the <laughs> other one, like that happened to me quite a bit where I was trying to plant a shop and like put it down on the ground and it would just like be spastic and all of a sudden be across the map it happened all the time for me it happened a little bit it's normally when you try to adjust the elevation of a shop or a coaster and it would end up like popping it super high in the sky or something like that i never did that with the shops i never tried to elevate it oh then i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) yeah i really didn't mess with anything because i i was just afraid to like generic here you go mess with prices and stuff but I, I will say, so the next thing I kind of want to talk about that I thought for me is the biggest negative. This game is a little bit glitchy and buggy. I was kind of encountering some issues. The game would crash on me a couple times. I noticed it would crash on me, especially when my park was getting big. So I don't know if this limitation happens on the PC. I'm assuming it doesn't. But once you start adding too many objects in your park, it actually gives you a warning that the file size is like too big. And once I would get that warning, I would notice, like, any time a research would complete or if the game was trying to autosave, my game would just crash. And I noticed sometimes there was quite a bit of issues I had with um, the guests pathing 
they would kind of just get stuck on a corner and then eventually start whining and complaining that they were stuck. And it's like, well, just get off the corner. Like, I don't know what happened. Walk they would then. actually yeah. complain about being stuck? Yeah. And then there was a couple times, too, where I'm trying to create a path, but the paths wouldn't properly connect. I I don't know. So, luckily, there isn't a too many bugs, and they weren't game-breaking, but they definitely were annoying. I kept accidentally, whenever I'd put a bucket down, for some reason, I'd always put it on a person, <laughs> and they would get stuck. <laughs> nice. Sure, accidentally. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound like, like accurate at all. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if you guys had too many issues with the glitches. Like, for me, it it definitely kind of sucked, but it wasn't game-ruining. Well, when my game crashed, it uh, it happened, like, close to the same yeah, time. Yeah, we had it, like, the yeah. same time. It's crazy. It kind of sucked because it didn't save any of my progress. and probably been playing for about, like, 15 minutes, which isn't a big deal. And as much as, like, the autosave, like, really sucks... I love the the pause and save feature for this game. It's been so long since I played a game where I can just save it whenever I want, and it is absolutely amazing. Like when you're interrupted like all the time, it's just like incredible. And yeah, it's been way too long since we've had a game like that. <laughs> yeah, just fair warning. The auto save is fine. It's just not great. Well, no, because I feel like if I'm playing for 15 minutes and it doesn't save anything, I mean, I don't think that's a good auto save. I mean, you don't want a game to save so much that like it ends up slowing the game down or causing issues, because that's like the other side of it. Okay. Uh, there's no appeasing you. <laughs> <laughs> I just said yeah. I thought that the save feature was fantastic. Yeah, I just saved and quit just about every time when I was done. I didn't rely on auto save. Unfortunately, I didn't have it crash on me, so that was good. But I never had any really ginormous parks or anything like that. One thing I kind of wish this game actually had is co-op. I feel like this game actually would be a lot of fun if you could actually, like, kind of design a park with a friend. Yeah, I think it would be so much more fun because you could delegate, like, okay, you're going to focus on, like, the happiness and everything, and I'm going to be, like, the more creative person. Yeah, or you could each create a separate park section and have, like, a different theme. And I don't know, I thought it would be fun if they had a co-op. So yeah. Frontiers listening to this, add a co-op. I'm sure they are. <laughs> I think for me, like, I, I was kind of bummed because I didn't play the uh, the other portion. I just played the campaign. And I never really loved any of my creations because I was so focused on, like, the money aspect. I didn't have a lot of money. So I feel like I should go back and play the other. What was it called? Sandbox mode? Challenge mode? Challenge mode. Or sandbox. But it just, like, I felt like it was, like, with Minecraft, I think I mentioned this, how, like, you know, if you're, like, painting or drawing or something and you can, like, just keep getting better and better but like it's tangible with a game like this like you're creating 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 and then it's like yep delete next park yeah <laughs> so for me it's like i'm kind of glad i i didn't like a lot of the parks that i did because it would have been a bummer but yeah i always feel like that when i'm like creating on video games i'm just kind of like what's the point <laughs> i mean like like you said like if you're like making money off of youtube and stuff like i mean that's different but yeah but anyway segue what did you guys think of the overall graphics and the art style of the game? I thought it was pretty good. I I mean, I I take the back. For like a tycoon sim type of game, it was very cartoony in a lot of ways. But I think it fit, and it was overall really good. I, I thought it was a nice aesthetic. So I'm that not going to lie. So watching my friend Galcian for the longest time making the coasters, I anytime I saw this game, I did not like it. I thought the graphics... It always kind of turned me off because to me it seemed so, 
I don't know, cartoonish. It reminded me very much of The Sims, and it always turned me off. But after playing it for a while now, I think it the art style is perfect. I think it does such a good job. Because as for me, the only other kind of coaster management game I played was Roller Coaster Tycoon. And anyone who played Roller Coaster Tycoon, it's very, you know, geometric, very kind of squares and angles and stuff like that. Because it's an older game. Well, as this one is very, I don't know, amoebic. It's like the best word to describe it. Because like, I don't know. Though, yeah, the way you can kind of, you can literally just shove things into other things. Like there's not a lot of restrictions oh, really? of like things being abstracted. Like, you could put a wall in front of the path, but it won't cause people... Like, people will just walk through that wall. I don't know. It's hard to describe. Fluid is another good word, Keith. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. My favorite thing with the graphics, like, I loved when you put the people down, especially the janitors, because they looked like the... Like the um, oh, who is it? Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz. His, the limbs, like, going crazy. <laughs> I, I don't... I didn't notice it with, like, anybody else, but always the janitors. I loved creating the janitors. So this game's best graphics just because the janitors. <laughs> yeah. And just, like, when you're holding them in midair before you actually hire them. You're talking about? <laughs> yeah. When you just, know like, when you drop him. Dangling. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. You, when you drop him, he's holding his broom so, and his legs just go... <laughs> so, again, just to recap, Wait, what are, this what is his favorite do? thing to do. <laughs> is to drop janitors. <laughs> uh, you would be the weirdest manager in a theme park. <laughs> hey, at least I make the employees happy. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, no, I thought the graphics, the more I played it, the more I did actually enjoy it. Especially too when it came to like the cool designs you could do with the coasters. But the thing that I didn't care for is the music. I thought you liked it. Did I, okay, I did, but the soundtrack of this game is like two songs. And you always hear yeah. it it's super loud when you turn it on. But yeah. the main song was very, like, hipster. Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Is it? There's no. definitely, like, a song of her that sounded very hipster, and it had, like, a yeah. similar, like... I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm, if you, I, ugh, That's going to come across wrong. Yep. No, I know exactly so many the song you're saying. Oh, yeah, so many, so many angry emails. I think it fit for it, but it was just, like, it was so loud, and it was just constant. Yeah. Well, my biggest complaint is that there really wasn't too much music when you're playing. So even, I went to the options, and I tried doing, like, turning off ambient noise and stuff like that, because there's a lot of rides that have their own songs, which you can change the songs on the ride, but... As I'm, like, exploring my park, there's just, like, 20 different songs going on, and it just sounds like a, a noisy mess. Which, do you ever get, like, a carnival area? You know how it's, like, coming with a prize? Like, no. Oh, they never get that? Yeah, you do. You got, There's, like, tractions. Yeah, you can like, build, like, claw machines, but, like, no, like, you don't build, like, carnies. Uh, or no, like, a lot of amusement parks have, like, a section. Yeah, where you play, like, games and stuff that mostly you can build as a claw machine. Yeah. yeah. But no, you're not building, an arcade, like... arcade, I think. Yeah, but you're not building, it. like, a fast-pitch ride or something like that, or, I don't know, fast-pitch game or the shooting gallery. No, you're not doing anything like that. But, it, but yeah, like, as you're going around, there's specific rides that just have these music, and it's, like, all I hear, and it was getting really, really, really annoying. Which, I just wanted it to be silent and actually just play a generic song for me. If you, like, if you didn't know this about Andrew, he's very, like, noise-sensitive. There are certain noises or, like, songs or things that really irritate him. Yeah, like your voice. Like, if you're, wow, <laughs> if you're going to irritate him, it's through noise. 
So, like, for me, like, when they yes. are, like, yelling, it sounds like they're yelling on a construction site or something. Like, there's a lot of different noises. I was like, oh, I wonder what Andrew thinks of this. <laughs> it, it was annoying. <laughs> I That's what they thought of it. Can't confirm. <laughs> annoying. I feel like there was, IMDb is wrong in some way, because I never heard them. IMDb says that Dan Aykroyd was a voice actor in this game, and William Atherton. Wait, isn't Dan Aykroyd dead? I don't no? think so. Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> They were both in Ghostbusters, but William Atherton was in Die Hard. Like, he was really big in the 80s, 90s. Who'd they play? Uh, Dr. Raymond, Walter Peck. And then there was a cart track guy who is, he's one of the, like, the biggest uh, voice actor names in the UK. But I was like, is there a glitch on IMDb? Did I not get far enough in the game? I feel like I would recognize Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Huh. He's a very distinguishable voice. And also, like, how did they get him? <laughs> <laughs> that is actually very true. Because Frontier isn't, like, a huge studio. Uh, yeah, I just clicked, pulled up yeah. IMDb. Who's, Dr. Raymond Stans. Who's Dr. Raymond Stans? And William Atherton was Walter Peck. I don't know. Because <laughs> that's the thing. They don't really, like, they quickly tell you, like, the people at the beginning quickly introduce themselves, and then that's it. I'm curious. This might be part of the, some of the DLC. So there is actually quite a bit of, like, DLC packs. For the most part, a lot of them are just kind of aesthetic things. Like, oh, it's the spooky pack. So you get, like, a spooky theme, and you get maybe a couple more rides in a the themed park that you can play for the challenge mode. But I didn't see any that actually did, like, a significant amount of, like, campaign or anything like that. Yeah, so if you are really creative type, there's luckily a lot of, like, kind of DLCs you can get to kind of flex more of your... Uh, creative muscles. So yeah, so that's definitely an option. The next thing I want to talk about is the achievements. And overall, I think I would recommend this game for Achievement Hunter. It's not a quick game to play. The time to beat to do the campaign on is probably averaged around 22 hours. But as far as the achievements go, I think the achievements, most of them are very easy to get. So you obviously get a lot of them every time you're doing the campaign. After you get a certain amount of stars, you get an achievement. And so your majority of the achievements are just doing the campaign. There are a couple where it's, oh, build a coaster that goes this fast, build a coaster that does this many dips, blah, blah, blah. But as I said, there is the Frontier Workshop. And if you literally search achievement, people have created achievement coasters. You literally go to sandbox mode, build that coaster, boom, you just got like eight achievements just building that coaster that someone created for you. So it's really easy to get some of the achievements in it. But there are a handful of secret achievements, and I don't know why these are secret achievements, because they're actually really cool. It's just unfortunate that, like, unless you look them up, they're not that cool. So some of the secret achievements you have is to actually play the go-karts and to win the go-karts driving it. So that's one of them. One of them is to create a, uh, a fry stand and make it as salty as possible. Like, they're really simple achievements, but it's like, these are actually kind of comical and funny. Like, why would they make them secret? There's an achievement to actually, I didn't think this was possible until I saw this secret achievement, but to create a coaster crash and kill over 300 people. Jeez. Yeah, which is very morbid. But I thought the scheme actually made it impossible to kill people because in Planet Coaster, or uh, not Planet Coaster, but Roller Coaster Tycoon, there was like this way to kind of do a workaround to kill your guests. It was very hard to do, but 
there was a way to do it. <laughs> I love that you've gone I, in depth with <laughs> strategies of killing people. Because I tried it in this game. I tried it in Planet Ghost to see if there was a way to kill people, but I couldn't figure out a way to do it. But there's an achievement for it, so there's obviously a way to do it. So, well, there's a way. Exactly. With how statistically improbable it is to die on a roller coaster or amusement park ride, I would be so pissed if it was me. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh, one thing I... The, the, I guess you did. That so. reminds me of a random thought I like read online, that a, a cow breaking into your house and murdering you, the chances of that happening are very low, but it's never zero. Think about that. say that about anything. I, I guess that is true, but <laughs> it's something really weird where it's like a cow coming into your house and murdering you. <laughs> chances are low, but it's never zero. See, now, if you can show me where it statistically happened one time, then I'll, I'll get on board. But if you can't prove it, then... <laughs> Probably you somewhere like the Irish country side, I feel like. I'm not, say, I'm not saying it didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, anything with four legs and hooves is a problem. That is true. Well, it's not a problem, but, you know, I like milk. I like, I like cheese and beef, <laughs> so I like cows. Go Jeez, cows. I like milk. <laughs> <laughs> I like turtles. All right, we're really losing track here. So let's wrap this up. Hey, good pun, by the way. Just you didn't even mean to. I know. But I'm trying to think. I, was, track. I, I feel like I'm losing. Hey-o. So I'll start. Uh, like I said, for me, this was a definite game. I think this is a lot of fun. This is it's just another fantastic management game. I think it's well created. A really strong creativity skill. I do not, unfortunately. This is right up your alley. I think it's it's simple. It's something that's easy to play, but really hard to master. But I love that people can share their creations online. I was able to use some of their creations, and it was a lot of fun just kind of designing my theme park the way I wanted. I would recommend this on the PC, but it is a lot of fun on the console. For me, I think I'm going to give it an 85. I was just a little turned off on some of kind of the bugs I was getting, and it is a bit repetitive. But I do enjoy that I was able to kind of play this a little bit. Oh, I need to save money. I'll just put my controller down. You know, I can still interact with my daughter, kind of do some chores or something like that and come back and, oh, I have enough money to progress. So it's a very simple game. It's really relaxing. I highly recommend it. 85. So I still am going to give it a pass because I just, I didn't really love playing this game. There wasn't a lot. It would, a lot of reasons that I would just want to go back and play it really for anything. Maybe I'll go grab some free achievement points, I guess, because I didn't think about downloading the achievement coasters. So maybe I'll do that just for some points. But outside of that, I'm not enticed to go back to that or to go back and play Planet Coaster. I that's it's just really personal. Again, I I never had a lot of fun playing Sims or Sim City because I just I I just don't enjoy them. They're if you like this type of game, that's perfectly fine. But it's not for me. It's perfectly fine, though. Um, so I don't really have a lot of bad things to say about it because I didn't run into any bugs. But I guess as a score, I'd, I'd give it a 70 because it's not bad. It's just not very good. I like you changed your saying a little bit. Normally your saying is, it's a good game. It's just not for me. Now you're just saying, it's not bad. It's just not something I like. <laughs> like hey, 2021, man. <laughs> you got to change things up. I think I'm going to give it a... 87 because I really enjoyed the game and I felt like I mean I could play like the the different modes and even go back to the one that I played and, and still enjoy it I don't know if I will because 
it did kind of get like a little tedious towards the end, but with how addicting I thought it was, I and I just I just kept wanting to play. And apparently it has Dan Aykroyd in it, you know? So uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it an 87. And looking at Metacritic, um, so a lot of people did complain about the crashing. One person who gave it a six said, oh, by the way, 84 and 4.7. <laughs> Oh, between this and for getting to 4.7? Yeah. This is for the um, Xbox SX. Oh, so this is specifically for the next-gen consoles of Xbox. Yeah, I found like that... Which is actually a good point. This game is optimized for Series X and Series S, but I will say I didn't notice a huge difference. So Liz is playing on my Xbox One X, and I have a Series X, and I, I'd play between the two different consoles. Besides the load time, I didn't notice anything significant when it came to graphics or anything like that. So besides load time, you could easily play this on the old consoles, and it's fine. Anyway, sorry, let's continue. <laughs> Someone who gave it a six said, once your park gets to a certain size, it will constantly crash, making it, making it unplayable. Tracking your staff is impossible and way too involved and slow to keep them happy, so they quit constantly. Who wants to manage staff in sandbox mode? Answer is no one. And then our, uh, what do we call him? Our silent co-host? Our Quebecian co-host? The salty bad guy? Fourth. Fourth. I thought it was like... Fourth host. Something along those lines. What was it? What? <laughs> what did you say? Something to do with Keith. Oh, Keith Jr.? <laughs> I didn't someone say that? No, I said that because Keith oh. hates every game, apparently. <laughs> I don't hate every well, game. Well, he's back. Of course, he gave it a zero. But he actually compared part of his, like, he when he was talking, compared it to Jurassic World Evolution and how they, you know, upgraded it to the, the new console. And he gave Jurassic World Evolution a six, guys. Seriously? A six. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy Jurassic Park Evolution, but it is not a six. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's not bad. Like, it was. I'm glad I got it for Games for Gold, but... No, this was a lot more fun than that. Yeah, and um, I I never played it, but I just thought it was really weird. It's it, Jurassic Park is just very limited. You're basically just building dinosaurs. Like, there's not a lot in between. Well, I think he mentioned like the French version was really great for Jurassic. Ah. I wouldn't know. Absolutely from Quebec. If the only thing he's rating games on is how good the French is, <laughs> that's probably true. That is, <laughs> um. It all makes so much sense. So his big complaint was that it really wasn't good on the new Xbox. And they had a lot of time after it came out on PC. Like, I think it was like two years or something, correct? I think so, yeah. It's been a while on PC. Yeah. So Why does this person buy a Series X if they hate video games so much? But he also said, in <laughs> short... Uh, he said, in short, we are not going to talk about or continue to shoot at the ambulance. This game is a total crap and a terrible turd. <laughs> Run away, you fools. But is that saying, is that kind of like beat a dead horse? Shoot the ambulance? Yeah. I have never heard that phrase. Because we have weird phrases in the U.S. Like, be, like, I, like I don't want to beat a dead horse. Is that the same as don't want to shoot the ambulance? I guess. I think it's like, a, no, I think it's more of a phrase of saying, like, don't bite the hand that feeds you, maybe? Maybe. Because, like, the ambulance is trying to save you and you're shooting them? I don't know. I, I I don't know. If somebody from Quebec knows this phrase, please explain it to us. But you're probably not listening to this because we're speaking English. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he's obviously not a fan of it, but, of course, he never is a fan of any game. Or she or they. Yes. Them. Uh. But, anyway... 
I think we're gonna wrap this up. This episode's already gone way too long, and we've we've <laughs> we filled it with majority of the time we weren't even talking about the game. But I've been your hardcore gamer your host, Andrew. You can find me at Xbox Live Fiber Zero Nine Five Two and Twitch with the same name. If you have any game recommendations, uh, luckily we have quite a bit coming up from listeners, and we love giving them. You can write us an email at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com, or you can write us on Facebook at gamepassgrabbag, where we also have a PayPal set up if you feel so inclined to support us. So thank you all so much for listening. Keith, take it away. Um, oh, I was I was trying to look up Don't Shoot the Ambulance. So don't do that, because ambulances are out there doing good things, and that'd be real messed up, so don't shoot them. Like, seriously. Fun fact, so, did you know yeah. ambulance has a higher fatality rate than cops? Anywho, Liz, <laughs> take it away. Even in 2020? Or 2020? Yeah. I, I had to do a research project going once. Okay. And I'm Liz Anoop, GamerTag, Commandantine, and I'm on... And, <laughs> and I'm on Twitter at Liz Anoop, Noob, Noob, Alright, everyone, I'm going to end this train wreck episode. Thank you all so much for listening. We love you all. Hope to see you again next week. Don't shoot anybody. Bye. Oh, my God.